the studios of J-Wolf Productions, Metal Maniacs Around the Globe Unites. Prepare for Metal Mayhem ROC. This is a show where you, a metal musician, a metal maniac, or a new fan of the genre can be interactive and participate in our show. Now welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno and Metal Forever Mark. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. John the Vernomatic Verno here with you along with my cohort. Metal Forever Mark. Welcome back. Uh, ready to kick into episode two of Metal Mayhem ROC here up in our uh, plush studios in Ontario, New York. Uh, got a couple um, interesting subjects we're kicking around tonight. A couple new little topics that we'd like to introduce. Uh, we're going to be getting into a segment called Fire or Ice. Another subject called Back in the Day. And as always, Mark's going to be going over some new streaming for vengeance entries. So um, that be told, uh, let me uh, pass along to Mark. He'll give you a hello. Yeah, thanks. We're excited. We survived show one, a little little choppy in parts, but uh, that's part of the whole process. And uh, it is a heavy metal show after all, so we don't have to be uh, you know spot on every time. But we uh, we wanted to touch uh, on some quick metal 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 news um, segment two here. Uh, the before we go into some of the other show segments that you just mentioned, uh, Vernomatic. So uh, Kiss has been on tour. Uh, I see stuff all over social media, and I see people commenting. Mostly, I, what I'm seeing is kind of good stuff, I guess, although there's question how much raw live stuff's happening versus uh, recorded and overdubbed stuff. What, what's your thought, and what have you been hearing out there about KISS so far? Um, big KISS fan, been following the tour. Uh, the Metal Mayhem ROC West Coast correspondent, Kale Jammer, has a chance to see three of the shows so far. He saw the Fresno show the uh, Las Vegas show and the Phoenix show. And he says uh, the band's on top form. The, uh, the stage set by far is one of the biggest and most elaborate productions they've ever done. And the band is playing some songs they haven't played in the past. And contrary to reports, Paul Stanley, um, hey, the guy's 69 years old. Gino Simmons is about 68 or 69. Uh, it's about, I would say about 75% live. So they got a little help, but what the hell? It's a show. Yeah. Well, I think what's cool about this show format is we can uh, post on things like this and get some feedback as we move forward. So I'd love to hear uh, somebody calling in that's seen Kiss so far on this tour. Uh, the other quick news that we want to just mention, and only only a handful more for today uh, today's show, Queensryche's out there, new CD. Haven't heard it yet, admittedly, but I need to check it out. Um, I actually like Todd LaTorre a lot. I think he does the old stuff really well live. Um, they just sold out a show uh, between here and, and Syracuse. Uh, but you said, Vernomatic, that maybe Queensryche's not your thing right now. Like Todd LaTorre. I think he's a great talent. He has his own style. He added a lot to this new album besides singing. He wrote a lot more, and he played all the drums. I'm a big Jeff Tate guy. But that being said, some of the later albums with Jeff Tate, they sort of lost their direction. So I'm not too familiar with the new Queensryche release, um, but I'll give it a listen, and I have an open mind. But I am a big Jeff Tate fan, but... um, I'm going to give it a listen, too, uh, next time we we get back together. And I I do want to say I haven't listened to enough of the Todd LaTorre material. At times when I have listened to it, I've been a little disappointed. Not so much in the vocals, but... I just really liked the old school Queensryche when it was really heavy. And this is not for today's segment, but in my Mount Rushmore, if I were to say of CDs of all time, I'm going to throw Operation Mindcrime in there. Oh. And 
beginning to end, just push play. Spoiler alert. But but <laughs> yeah. but but my well, point is, uh, I need to spend more. But I, I think I've seen Todd live, and I think I think like I said, he, he does the old stuff great. And I know he brings a lot of energy to the band. A lot of people really love him. All right, next, uh, just last little tidbit on the uh, metal minute. Uh, White Snake. They're also hitting the road, or I think they're already on the road. I know they're doing some shows kind of local to us. What are you hearing about White Snake and this tour, and what's going on with them? White Snake, uh, two dates in uh, late May, Turning Stone Casino and Seneca Casino. Uh, I think it's on a Friday and a Saturday. Uh, here they're uh, playing some of the new, or they have a new album out, be playing uh, a bit of that. They're coming. It's on the heels of the um, White Snake commemorative 30-year anniversary um, package they put together celebrating the White Snake album of 30 years ago. Great band. They've been together a few years now. David Coverdale, even though he's up there in age, um, rehabbing off some throat surgeries, sounded pretty good. Uh, it's worth taking a ride. Hey, our guys aren't going to be around forever. Yeah. And plus, yeah. they're playing a casino. What the hell? Grab and, a date, grab we, some money. Go we party. got a good friend who we know really wants us to check that show out with him. But um, yeah, that that'll be an, another good band for for a back a future back in the day segment for sure. So okay, so you, are we ready for the fire and ice segment? It, is that what we're going into? <laughs> fire and ice. Uh, this is going to be fun. Um, yeah, let's do it. All right, man. So go ahead, cue it up. So fire and actually, fire and ice. We got the inspiration for this segment based on a Halford track called Fire and Ice. But we figured it's, this is more like the either or game. So. Who do you choose, Judas Priest or Iron Maiden? You go first. Well, I'm uh, I'm going Team Maiden. Um, they uh, believe it or not, both of the Maiden was on both of our Mount Rushmores of all time favorite bands. But for me, pound for pound, Iron Maiden is um, a more solid band, um, a better live band. Overall, their catalog I feel is stronger, and I think they're a better band. Well, I think this is one we would probably get a ton of reaction if we were streaming this one live right now, and uh, I'm sure there's, again, huge debate either side of the fence. But I'm going Judas Priest, and the reason I am is I think, well, a couple things. One, I think release to release to release, Priest has been uh, the, the more consistent band. I would say on occasion there's a few Maiden albums in there, CDs that, that I would say I could maybe take or leave or had a hard time. You know, and I love the band. Don't get, They're on my Mount Rushmore, but... Uh, so I would say that I think Priest has been more consistent. I would also argue that during that little hiatus when they lost their lead singers, when when Rob left Priest, I would put Ripper a little bit over Blaze Bailey. That's my opinion, in particular that that album that they did with Blaze. And uh, I would say some of their, I've got their last album, and I I I can't I haven't listening to it that much. Maiden, I'm going back to Maiden. Meanwhile, I think Fire Firepower is like, I was blown away by that CD. So. For me, like Priest staying on the map, and uh, and I think that I think Richie's done an awesome job since KK left, and there's nothing more powerful than seeing Priest live. So I'm I'm going with Judas Priest for those reasons. A lot of great points. Uh, Iron Maiden, arguably their first five albums are classics. Some of the early Priest when they're running around with the um, silk. Um, gowns on they're like borderline late 60s hippies even though that sad wings destiny album was fantastic those first iron maiden the debut killers number of the beast peace of mind a power slave somewhere in time you can't touch those now i'll give it to you when 
Bruce Dickinson left in 92 and Blaze Bailey came in for that two-album run, that was absolutely terrible. You know, they were playing clubs. When Bruce came back, as in when Rob came back, both those return albums, uh, Retribution of Souls and Iron Maiden's um, Brave New World, that, that that's a photo finish. Both those albums are fantastic. And both bands had a little bit of a hiccup after that, too. Uh, Nostradamus by Priest, even though Good Intention was a yawner, and Iron Maiden, some of their uh, albums after that uh, initial reunion run were on par as yawners as well. But that that's only their, their catalog. That doesn't even take into consideration the live performance. But I'd give it up to you. Firepower is a fantastic album. I would put that in their top five all-time their catalog. Well, uh, that's an, we, we had talked about a future Mount Rushmore. Again, when we talk about what's the, the, the four, uh, the bands that had the four strongest like runs consecutive releases in a row, you mentioned on some with Maiden, but I think when you look at Priest, for example, and going right, you know, British Steel to Point of Entry to Scream for Vengeance, Defenders of the Faith, and then, I don't know, maybe some would say Turbo, not as strong, and I think that's where they, that was when that whole stupid, uh, yeah. You know, Kurt Cobain, you know, metal kind of started losing their way and got a little glammy and synthesized mm-hmm. guitars. And, no, 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 and, no. No? Turbo was 1986. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> with, I don't need Well, they were ahead of their time. Come on. I do not it, need K.K. Downing with frosted <laughs> Farrah Fawcett hair. And I don't need <laughs> I don't need my Judas Priest with plastic, not even leather, but plastic boots. And riding around on three-person uh, motorcycles and synthesizer guitars. And, and not that I can defend Tobra all the way, because I would say if Priest had a hiccup, that that was probably it. However, Out in the Cold, one of the greatest freaking like lead-off tracks ever, lock, Locked yeah. In, one of the greatest riffs. Yeah. Reckless, which is on that on, which I've been heard they might play this, this next tour go-around, uh, I think is one of the, the greatest metal songs, like underrated. John, who are you going with back there? Production booth. Priest or Maiden? Maiden. Okay. Always Maiden. Always Maiden. That's just because you just love the album covers, I think. Well, well Eddie, that, 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 that's certainly a part of it. That, that's part of it. I don't Eddie. think. Eddie. That's why. I, I was a 14-year-old uh, kid, walked into the House of Guitars, and I saw the cover of Killers. Yeah. And I could not believe what I saw. Mm-hmm. And I, I I knew nothing. That's how it was back then. You knew nothing about bands. We would go into record stores. I remember buying the Queensryche EP just on the fact that I couldn't, I couldn't pronounce it, but it looked so goddamn cool. And then you put it on and you put that needle down in the beginning of Queen of the Reich. Holy shit! You know, it's like right then and there. So maiden, it's the imagery. It's the marketing of the Eddie, but first and foremost, um, in the no one did a transition from singers like Iron Maiden did, from Paul Diano to Bruce Dickinson. That's part of but, it. But I am gonna, I'll throw a couple more in though, like the the album artwork for Screaming for Vengeance, Defenders of the Faith, freaking Painkiller. Uh, that's as metal as it gets, and it's iconic. I mean, it, at the time, right? Priest brought out the Harley. I mean, who else rips out the, the, the Harley? And, and they are the ones that also started with leather and chains and uh, the whole metal image. So 
Uh, you got it. You got to give Priest that for sure. Oh no, um, Priest! Priest and, is there. It's yeah. it's a photo finish, and no one says <laughs> I'm right. But well, Maiden, I just think at the end of the day, Maiden's catalog, there's just, it's, I just think it's stronger. So here's what's we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna post this this one up this fire ice segment, um, and then we're gonna get reaction, uh, listener reaction, fan reaction through the week, and then maybe we'll revisit or maybe we'll we'll have a couple people calling with this. But I will say though, as much as I just defended Judas Priest and I'm picking picking them, uh, I think Maiden wins the day just on the sheer fact of no other freaking band on the planet that I know of has their own branded airplane, who then is flown by the lead singer who flies. A lot of times, right after shows. So if that's not complete metal, I don't, uh, I don't know what well, else. It's, uh, okay, so that's well, there's definitely something to be said about Flight 666. I'm going to, that being said, uh, I, I want to make a little uh, a teaser on a little segment we do on the show called Back in the Day. And um, const- uh, talking about Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, they actually toured together two years two tours in a row in the 1981 priest on their point of entry tour had a young iron maiden open up for them on the killers tour and then a year later judas priest on their screaming for vengeance <clears throat> best album of theirs and iron maiden's uh, number of the beast they toured again and <clears throat> talk about legendary shows when we get to the subject Mount Rushmore of all time concerts that's a pre that's a tease for you but those two bands they're, they're friends um they're not best of friends but they they have toured together well actually if you read KK's book which uh I've made it halfway through and I haven't made it to the end for no other reason than I just haven't had as much time to read as I wanted but what I want to share with that is apparently there there were some there was a rivalry there between Priest and Maiden, and I think that second time they were touring it didn't all go go as rosy as uh, many would have thought. Um, so so anyway, that's that's something else we we can get into later. But uh, that for me is where I be like I feel like before man found fire. I feel like back then was before I found metal, and I was not awakened to heavy metal then. So I used to see the kids come in with their Maiden and Priest T-shirts, going, "What is that?" And now I'm envious because I I wish that's if I can go back in time, that's who I would go see. I would see that I would see those shows. Oh, it sucks you weren't there, but um, <laughs> wait pre awakening of metal. The, what were you jamming before? And oh. how old were you? Okay. Well, this is not going to be good. This, uh, could, this could get ugly. Uh, this is really bad. This is Metal confession. Yeah, it's fine. Is, okay. A new show segment, Metal confession. How old were you? My first entree into music in general, um, this is bad, Donna Summers and the Bee Gees. And I said it and to never be repeated again. Okay. <laughs> how old, were, how old were you? I don't, seventh grade, okay, sixth well, grade. Well, eighth, that, I think that, I got that, awakened to metal in like around eighth grade. That's and fine. We, British you know, Steel was the one that did it. We all started with Kiss, and I think I was like oh, my cousins sixth gave grade. Me a whole I started with Kiss, Kiss. Yeah. but you know, on par with your Donna Summer era. Yeah. My first album I ever got it was a double live album, right? Madonna. No, close. Barry Manilow. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> Barry hey, man. Manilow. That's worse than Donna Summers, <laughs> man. It was a double live. Okay, and, well, uh, double live. Okay, so yeah. I had a Bee Gees album that was a double live too. I mean, yeah, that but, doesn't make it any better. But I was in fifth yeah. grade, so. <laughs> okay. We so, just lost every follower, yeah. every listener. John's about ready to throw us out of the studio. Okay, so. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Okay, 
did say yeah. No, it was did we beat Coco Bana? Did we beat that one to death? <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So the Maiden show, the Maiden tours, and the Priest tours, um, both great bands. Both like, um, both should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but that's a discussion. Yeah. I don't. I'm not even gonna mention that place. But um, my my vote is Iron Maiden. Okay, and my vote's gonna stay with Priest. And I will say, there's one little. I know we were gonna get this topic real quick, but. Um, I, there was one show that I saw with Maiden that I remember they were like completely stripped down, wearing jeans. It might have been no prayer for the dying show, and 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 I remember just because like when you go to a Maiden, you expect the Seven Sun stage set and the, mm. you know, peace of mind. Yeah. Sta- and, and and all of a sudden, I remember going. It was like stripped down. It was yeah. like half the venue. I had no idea what was yeah, going I got on. A little and I don't think Priest ever slipped that far. Uh, and again, was that No Prayer for the Dying tour? Okay, right? yeah. Priest, you know what I'm talking Priest about. Priest did slip that far. Okay. It was uh, No Prayer for the Dying. It was at the auditorium. Uh, it was at the War Memorial. Right. Back, yeah. Back June '92. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah they was, opened. I think the, I came home from college just to see the show, and then I was all pumped. And then I go and I see my blue jeans. They actually opened no the back- tour in Rochester, and they were rehearsing here for a couple oh, days. Okay. Um, but there's about two thousand people there. Exactly. It, it so, was bad. It was you, it, it was really bad. Um, but right. I remember seeing Priest on the Retribution of Souls tour in Angel of Retribution. Angel of Retribution. Tyranny of Souls is Maiden. Yes. No. Fact check. Uh, John, we're gonna, we're gonna, tyranny, we're gonna need a okay. fact checker for this show okay. too. <laughs> fact check. It's Bruce Solo. Tyranny of Souls. Okay. Yes. You were right. Um, Which I think. But a great it was album. Uh, it was Judas Priest and Anthrax with a uh, freshly rejoined Jelly Joey Belladonna. And it was in Syracuse, and it was a great show. It was an absolutely fantastic show. That's Bottom awesome. line, both bands have had their ups and their downs, and the more important thing is we're going to have a chance to see both bands within three months this summer. Yeah, that's incredible. So, Can't wait. you know, up the irons yeah. and Go rock freeze. hard, ride free. Yep, that's right. And hopefully at one day before they all call it quits, man, would it be awesome if all metal fans would agree to see those two bands tour one more time together. So, all right, I know we're limited on time, this show segment tonight, because of uh, another commitment for the studio. So what's our next segment? And we'll try to get into that, and then uh, maybe we're going to wrap a little quicker than we want, but uh, at least yeah. uh, we can get our second show under our belt, and we're, we're excited about it. Uh, streaming for Vengeance, um, our chance to share with you what we're listening to old new live studio and one thing i've been uh, listening to lately on an iron maiden topic is the uh, rock and rio double live from the brave new world tour which is absolutely fantastic uh the audio is excellent i would stay away from the video because uh if you don't have epilepsy it'll cause epilepsy but the editing is atrocious. But the, the audio tracks are fantastic. It's just Maiden at their peak when Bruce came back on tour for Brave New World. Um, that's what I'm streaming. I think Mark has a couple of uh, Well, I mean, I think, and that's what's cool about being a metal fan, I think, in general, overall, is like, all the, you know, there's new stuff coming out, new bands, you're trying to keep current. Uh, so that's always a way to go. But then on the flip side, to your point, every once in a while, like you, you can get nostalgic, right, for, for a CD or, or an album that you haven't listened to in a long time. And I kind of started listening to Dokken again when they came here, but but not so much any of their one album specifically, but they, they did a remaster. They basically re-recorded like a whole bunch of their hit songs, which uh, I personally think is really cool. Like it's just got a new edge to it. I think Don sounds great. Uh, it's really it's really produced well and it's heavy. So I've been checking that one out, and then um, I, I've been listening to Five Finger Death Punch too. Uh, 
the only reason I found out about that band is because Rob Halford uh, ha- played live with them, and I think one of those Revolver magazine, like Metal Gods, I don't know, one of their annual like Academy Award type shows, and I never heard of Five Finger Death Punch. I had no idea who they were. All I I'm sorry, man. All I know Seriously? is Metal God got there and sang a song with them, and I was like, Come okay, on. if Metal God's singing with this band, they got to be cool. I started listening back. Um, okay, well, you need to discover a couple of things. Ivan, the singer, Yes. go back to his Motor Grader days and listen to that. I never heard about that band, You got to check it out. And now I'm really getting crushed for being on the show, because I not only did I admit I listened to Donna Summers, and now I don't know that <laughs> Ivan Moody had a band before Five Finger Death Punch. So Yeah, Motor Grader. I fired the show, too. <laughs> What's it called again? Motorgrader. And how many albums do they have? Uh, that I don't know. I'll go check it. Okay, for sure. That's pre Five Finger Death Punch. Yes. Okay. Do you dig them at all or not? Have you checked them yeah, out? Yeah, I've seen them a couple times. Have you listened to their stuff, like recorded? No, just seen them live. Um, uh, I'll well, recommend. I'll make I, some recommendations for you. A lot of times, if I don't know anything about a band and I see them live, obviously that's the purpose of touring. Um, I'll, I'll get into them. Um, a band called Havoc that I saw open up for Megadeth at Rapids Theater. Absolutely blew me away. And then I saw they opened up, um, I saw it on another show, but um, Colorado Metal. They they actually have a double album, which was, I think, two releases ago, back already. And, um, I mean, just, just again, we, you know, there's another segment we're going to talk about in the future called yeah. Just Push Play, where you literally just <laughs> push one of these albums forward and let it roll. And... Um, I would. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring that in. You know, from one of our shows. So, uh, producer John, how are we doing on on our time for this show segment right now? We got a couple more minutes to wrap, or a couple minutes. Okay, we got to. All right. How do you want to close tonight's show? Um, you said back in the day. Tell us about what that's going to be. Well, back in the day, uh, well, uh, it's a subject. Uh, it's a segment where we we share a story. Maybe this could be our closing closing theme where we st- we share a story of maybe an event or uh, a run-in with a band or a cool experience that you had at something and we all could share this but my back in the day story is going back with iron maiden on the number of the beast tour when they opened for priest at the rochester war memorial it was in october of 1982 me and my buddies, you know, we're little metalheads, and after the show, we're hanging outside the the um, load-in door, waiting f- to get a glimpse of the band. Who knew anything? Then all of a sudden, the original drummer Clive Burr comes walking out with a full-length, um, a full-length fur coat on. It was late October, a little chilly, with these two gorgeous women. Well, when you're 14, anything, you know, is gorgeous. But he st- we said, hey, Clive, he stopped, looked at us, uh, gave us a nod and said hello and uh, acknowledged us and went on the tour bus. Oh, All right. we got fans. <laughs> so, so that's <laughs> just my, the next show. That's my back that's in the okay. day story. You know, like when you're 14 and a, and a drummer of a rock band that you just saw on stage uh, gave you the essentially the time of day. You know, that, that's good shit. Yeah. So uh, I'll just wrap with this one. It's real fast, but I've got it to your point. This is a fun segment for the future because I got a lot of great back in the door stories. Again, as I'm sure all of us do that, follow metal. But back in the day when Defenders of the Faith uh, tour came and they played down that Rochester War Memorial, we were rolling up before the show and there was some dead dude laying out right by that where that like dinosaur barbecue place is. And is he really we thought dead? the guy was yeah, well that's the thing. We thought he was sleeping and then we were kinda looking at him and then somebody started kicking him and then they're like, Oh, I don't think 
this dude's moving. And uh, yeah, we thought it was maybe like a homeless person that might have been sleeping, but it turned out, yeah, the guy was dead. So sure enough, the ambulance came and they took him out of there. And he was not a priest fan, I would say, because he didn't look like he was somebody that was going to be into the band. But yeah, that was my... That was that's the shortest back in the day story I've actually yeah, got. Again, it happened Priest, back in the day. Defenders of the faith. John, you want to take us out? Our, our producer is not awake. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our. <laughs> we're we're gonna slash your compensation, John. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. That was fun. We uh, can't wait to the next one. Automatic. Uh, irons up. Thanks. Right on. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Make sure you follow us and check us out next time. Four o'clock uh, every Monday. Now that we've worked a bunch of bugs out, it'll probably be like this next week. And then after that, it should be like four to five, four to six. Then we'll have dinner time. If I can get TW to keep showing up early like this time. We'll be able to have show prep and dinner time. Ah, to me, it just it You were going to make dinner for us. What, in my crappy little kitchen down there with no supplies? That's the spirit of it. So tell me about you. When we also went to a pre-show together, my friend Diane was driving. Or we went to Diane, and we were talking. She goes, here, why don't you have a seat? You two can catch up while I deal with these and folks. By the way, Donna the... Summers is not as bad. Uh, Donna no, Donna Summers. Barry Mallow is terrible. Oh, I was confused. Donna Summers is metal? Yep. No, no. <laughs> when when you're, I don't know how we end up going there. What's that? Oh, I said it was God. You were always awakened to metal. Oh, yeah. I love Iron. It sounded like they've been doing forever. I mean, to me, it just sounded great. Oh, it sounds good. You think it's the first album I ever bought? Yeah. Bingo. Well, I went oh, out and I mowed my neighbor's lawn and the neighbor's neighbor's lawn. No, so I'm actually allergic to alcohol. Oh, okay. <laughs> the day it hit the shelf hey, in 1976. That's, 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 I get instant uh, headaches. Send me those on so my it's phone. tough. What's that? So the audio track? Yeah. My makeup, too, because this is what I do. Like, I run late. Yeah, I have to have TW actually, I had, I was and put them on a... Cooking well, actually, he should be burgers for my sons. Oh, shoot, and I forgot to put some away, because it's also for my lunches during the week. Who's Wolf? I'm Wolf, and he's Wolf. Jay Wolf. They're brushes. That's John. from the way that I signed for my checks when I worked at DKX. Well, I've been doing it for <laughs> over a year now, about a year oh, and two months. Okay. And Teddy's been doing it. I always forget everything. Me too, me too. Okay, so how did you meet John? Well, that would be me. Well, that sounds like a great radio name. And I cut up the radio name. Meanwhile, you're last one as Wolf. 
Actually, middle name. So this was just weird. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I oh, and that's where you were? Mixed his band no, in like oh, years, 30 years ago oh. at the Maple Hill Party Jesus. House. Just passed yeah, away. No, that oh, was how we met. And I started out doing acoustic uh, uh, live music, or world music, with doing like Native American stuff oh and, kind of and all that. That's how I started out. My dad passed Now the guys have convinced oh, me really? to come back oh. and do some shows. Yeah, I told you it was going to Well, I'm giving them some ultimatum, so. When is your birthday? Because I haven't said yes until. You will. Oh, interesting. Uh, You're a Gemini, though. I listened to your last show. Yeah. Uh, uh, with Michael? Oh, yeah. I couldn't stop listening. It was good, man. I'm a psychic yeah, medium. Yeah. I'm sure John said that. Well, no, I actually. All right, Alan? Dude, that's fucking, that's messed up shit right there. When you oh, you did? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. That's fine. Yeah, I'm adding new content from that that I've got. That's not the creepiest stuff I've ever heard. I can do. I'm adding stuff tonight. I mean, some conspiracy stuff, believe it or not. Why they're not allowing people on. Why are they not allowing? Well, Cindy had mentioned that there was a possibility that maybe they're putting a. Um, contaminated materials on that island, oh and that's God. why they won't allow us. Are they allow using people it to there? Yeah, I was wondering Wait, about that actually. Are they using bodies? You think? They What's are. that? They decompose like to basically just decompose. They're anybody? They're just putting bodies there. It doesn't matter. They're but, putting bodies, but they're not putting them in caskets. Right. They're putting them in paper. Right. They're putting them in cardboard boxes. Well, right. the babies are in cardboard. So are the adults. They're not. The, the, they're not pine the, boxes the anymore. Newer, the, the more, more everybody's everybody's being buried in recycled cardboard boxes. Right. That's just not right. That's right. Now the problem with that is all of the bacteria and, and shit that's, oh, that's generated. Oh my god! It, now, ends up in the, it ends up in the in the, in the river. In the biohazard. <laughs> There's the other thing I was going to go to tonight. Oh, I was going to make tag of. But a lot of stuff goes right back into that, that river. It's yep. like and here's it's the other like thing. The it's like contaminants from that they may of other stuff like. Waste, nuclear waste. That's what I was talking about with um, you. Is I th alien bodies. Um, there was a bunch of stuff that. Conspiracy. There's a lot of people saying that. So you guys, guess what I did this week? There's a lot of people saying that stuff. But that's why they won't allow people on that island. Is there stuff buried on that island that you don't want like people to find? Daddy, you're not looking at me. What? Oh my lord. Guess what I did this week? I don't know what. Get a job. Uh, uh, what? I channeled an alien. Really? What? I was channeling an alien. It was amazeballs. Yeah. Why was he horny for you? He's like, oh, baby, no! I figured she would have channeled an alien like 20 years ago because she's no, like, no, no. Well, I have right. channeled other aliens, but this one was super dope. Pilates. That could be metal. <laughs> <laughs> it could be metal. What happened? Man, I want to know. So my friend actually went to Sedona. He went to Sedona. The woman that was doing a psychic reading for him told him that the spirit guide, his angel spirit guide that's near his crown chakra, is actually quite tired and was asking if she can replace him. And made my friend a little nervous, but he actually um, he agreed and said, yes, we can replace that's, him. That's why there's a lot of stuff about Hard Island that Michael didn't even touch And um, so now it's he actually, uh, so I'm like, oh my god, it's an alien! And he goes, and he 
and she said, wow. I said, it's an alien! She goes, hit and goes, it's an alien. I'm like, I knew it! I'm like, can I talk to your alien? Can I, can I tune into your alien? And he's like, sure, you can. So I, like, it was, like, because at first, I was just like, Tuning in to him, I'm like, oh, I like his energy. And he goes immediately. The alien says, "I am not a him." I said, "I know that, but it's hard to explain." And I'm like, Pete, he's blah blah blah, and he's amazing. I like his energy. And again, the alien goes, religious, The religious part of that is what is also a part of it that's not talked about, and it's really just your energy feels yeah. a certain way, more masculine yeah. to me. I <laughs> But he didn't stop. As humans do, I assign <laughs> gender. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.